Hello and welcome back to my podcast, Why Me? I'm your host, Jake. In this episode, I talk about the lessons I learned from the book, Hector and the Search for Happiness. Listen to this episode if you want to learn about some of the different things that can make us happy and why searching for happiness can sometimes make us fall short. Enjoy. So to start off, Thank you to Nancy for sending in a message. Shout out to Nancy. You know who you are. The message she sent in that I was going to highlight was just keep swimming. And it's from Doy the Fish from Finding Nemo. Great movie. And it's also a great phrase that's really applicable. And I wanted to reach out again to listeners today. I'm going to be talking about happiness. And so I wanted to ask you what makes you happy How do you define happiness? What does happiness even mean? And whether you agree or disagree with some of the lessons that I'm going to talk about today from the book I read. I'm going to be doing another episode, a part two on happiness in two weeks. So I would love to hear your thoughts so that I can engage with them on the podcast. Anyway, let's get started. So as I said, today I'm going to be talking about happiness And it has become a topic that a lot of people are talking about, writing about, researching, and even studying. There are a ton of self-help books out there, some of them which are really good, some of them not so much, and they have a lot of different things to say. Happiness is a topic that I've been interested in for a while, and I've read quite a lot of books on the topic. So I'm going to talk about happiness in this episode, and then I'm going to do a part two episode. And then I'm going to do two episodes, maybe two, probably two, on meaning. And then I'm going to hopefully compare the two. Because there's this ongoing debate about what is better. Is it happiness or meaning? You know, which one should you be striving for and which one leads to a good, fulfilling life? So I really wanted to examine these two separately and then compare them and contrast them. I think those mean the same things, but but look at some of the positive and negative sides, I think, of both of them. And one thing I just wanted to point out about happiness before we get started is that some of the debate about happiness is a lot of people say that if happiness is your goal and that's what you're striving for, you're going to fail. And it's interesting because that is actually one of the lessons that Hector learns. And despite that, I find it a little ironic that the book is called The Search for Happiness if he learns that searching for happiness doesn't lead to happiness. Anyway, I found that not funny, I guess, but just ironic. So, Hector and the Search for Happiness. This is a book that's about a psychiatrist named Hector who goes on a search slash vacation to find out what makes people around the world happiness, happy, why would I say happiness, and what happiness means and how you can achieve it. And this happens because he's treating people in his office who seem to have everything going for them and don't necessarily have a mental illness, but they're still unhappy. And he contrasts, compares, no, not contrasts, 
yeah, he contrasts this, these with people who actually have a mental illness who he can treat and prescribe medication or do therapy with. And so his question is really what makes these people unhappy when they seem to have a good life? And so he goes on this journey with a little notebook and finds all these lessons about happiness. It's a great book that I really highly suggest you read but I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the takeaways and some of the lessons that he learned today in this episode and then do a second part for the next episode. So the first lesson that he learns is when we get used to something, we grow to expect it and are unhappy if we don't receive it. If it however, if something is a surprise and we're not expecting it, it can make us really happy. So what happens at this part in the book is Hector gets offered to be in first class to even at the plane or for whatever reason people get offered to be in first class and he's happily surprised at the fact that he gets offered this position and is sitting up at the front of the plane and is really enjoying himself but then he meets someone at the front of the plane who is used to being in first class flying business class first class all the time and they take it for granted and so this other person is complaining about it. The food's not good enough. There's not enough space for him on the plane. And so this makes Hector realize that when something is a surprise and we're not used to it, that can make us happy. Whereas if something is a part of our life and we've grown to expect it, then it doesn't really make us happy anymore. And we're unhappy if we don't receive it. And this first lesson really made me think and because I think that there are a lot of things that you know if we switched lives with people or or people kind of saw things from the way we do that we take for granted and we're so used to happening on a, a daily basis and so yes we get unhappy if they don't happen but also we take them for granted and they don't come to a surprise and make us happy as they did maybe the first time that they happened. And so I think it's a really important thing to be aware of and think about how we can go through our days, our daily life, and try to be surprised more and not really expect anything, but be surprised and happy when when things work out and when things go our way and when, when new things happened. The second takeaway is Comparing ourselves to others does not make us happy. This one seems pretty obvious, but Hector learns it based on a friend who is working this really intense job as an investment banker. And despite that, he's always wanting more, more, more money and power and all of these different things. And he seems to be driven by this fact that there's always someone out there making more money than him. And this drive just eats him up inside and he can't just be happy and fully satisfied with what he has. And again, I think that this is a really good takeaway and especially at university, there's a lot of other people around and we're constantly comparing ourselves to others saying we're not good enough, we're not smart enough, we're not, I don't know what, tall enough, tall enough I'm tall enough so we're not, maybe, I mean other people aren't tall enough and so it's a really good thing, again, to be aware of and, and say to ourselves, okay, you know, comparing ourselves to others doesn't make us happy. So 
how can I be more self-confident and be more grateful for what I have? Because the reality is that someone else will probably be comparing themselves to you as well. You just may not know it. Third takeaway is happiness is a long walk in, <clears throat> sorry, beautiful, unfamiliar mountains. Again, this is one that resonated with me. I really like nature and being grateful for scenery and the world around us, I think brings a lot of joy for a lot of people. In addition, for me, sometimes I like to go on a walk and take a break from whatever I'm doing and try to appreciate the world around me. I also find that it puts a lot of things into perspective because you realize there's so much going on in the world. There's 7 billion people. There's all these different things happening. And it helps me because it puts my problems into perspective. While I know that they're important to me, in the grand scheme of things, they really aren't that important. I don't know if that's helpful to others, but that's kind of, you know, what's helpful for me. And so going on a walk outside and enjoying nature and all these different things helps me appreciate those things and and again realize you know what my problems you know they're important but they're not the end of the world the fourth takeaway as i talked a little bit about in the introduction is it's a mistake to think happiness is the goal and a monk says this to hector and never really explains it and hector gets a little confused about it and then the monk again says to him if you try to achieve happiness you will fail every time. And based on that, another lesson that Hector learns that I thought was related was happiness comes when we least expect it. So as I said, the monk doesn't really expand on this or go into detail, but it's a lesson that Hector learns and thinks a little bit about. And so if happiness isn't the goal, what is the goal? I'm not really sure. And this is, I think one area where meaning has the advantage over happiness because we can't be happy all the time. That's reality. But we can find meaning in, even in things that don't make us happy. And meaning can bring happiness long run. At the same time, everyone wants to be happy. We all want to be happy. So if we're not supposed to search to be happy, then how are we supposed to be happy? I don't know. To a question. I'm also reminded of another quote that I've stumbled upon from, I'm not sure who exactly made the quote, but it was also from a Buddhist monk, I believe. Don't quote me on it. But the quote is, all the suffering there is in the world arises from wishing ourself to be happy. All the happiness there is in the world arises from wishing others to be happy. And so I think that this is a quote that answers that question of if we're always striving for our own personal happiness, that's not going to make us happy. But if we're striving to make the people around us happy, that's what, that's what feeds our soul. That's what makes us happy. Anyway, just a thought. The fifth takeaway is happiness is being with the people you love. And this is something that... I really believe in. And there's also a lot of evidence that has been shown based on other studies that shows that being around people you love, having strong friendships, 
relationships, connections is one of the best predictors of happiness and well-being in the future. So this study that I'm referencing was a study done by Harvard researchers. And basically what it did is it followed people as they got older from the age of 20 to 60. It's called What Makes a Good Life? Lessons from the Longest Study on Happiness. It's also a TED Talk. So don't take my word for it. Take Harvard's word for it. And they followed a diverse group of people with varying socioeconomic status, different wealth, race, cultural background, etc. But despite all these different factors, the findings were the same. They found that the single best predictor to happiness is the strength of friendships. And not only did they find that it made people happier, but it also made them physically healthier. They were less likely to get sick from any kind of different disease. And so this just shows the power that being surrounded by the people that you love and how great that can make you feel. And again, I think it's a really good thing to remind yourself as because as we go through our daily lives, we're so busy all the time. We're at school and we get so wrapped up in this idea that if we don't do well on this test, we're not going to get a job. And if we don't get a job, we're not going to make money. And if we don't get make money, we're not going to be happy. And that's not something I don't personally, I don't think that happiness comes from money. I mean, part of it, you need money to survive and, and reach a certain threshold. But I think that we get wrapped in all these things and then forget to cherish the people around us, which can be a great source of happiness if you, if you really are appreciative and, and grateful. You know, especially when you're at home too and maybe you have a job and you're focused at work and you forget to really enjoy the company of your family and the other people that you love. Anyway, just a good reminder during midterms, a good reminder for me too, because I have been stressed about midterms. So anyway, the sixth lesson is happiness is being truly alive. So what happens in this part of the book, Hector gets kidnapped and afterwards his kidnappers are arguing about whether to kill him or not. And Hector is aware of this and comes to this near death moment where he thinks that the kidnappers are going to kill him and he's going to die. And this causes a deep sadness and he contemplates some of the things that are important to him and all these different things about his life. And when he finally escapes, he has a new appreciation for life and he feels truly alive. And it's a feeling that he can't, I think it's hard to explain, but if you've ever come, had a near-death experience or gone through a period of deep, deep sadness, which is often associated with depression, I feel that you would understand what this feeling is because what happens is we, we realize how hard life can be and how sad it can be and how that we will die and how that's really sad. And while that's really scary to think about, I also believe that it gives us a new appreciation for life. And what Hector reali- Hector realizes this, but he also realizes that a lot of people who get this feeling, who have a near-death experience, 
feel truly alive, but this feeling doesn't last because they soon get wrapped up again in the little, medium, big things that worry us on a day-to-day basis. And so he makes his point in the book to really appreciate that feeling while it lasts and really enjoy it. But my question is, you know, how do we maintain this feeling of this appreciation for being alive and this feeling that we are truly alive? And I think part of this is about thinking about death. And personally, I don't like thinking about death. It's a really hard thing to think about and talk about. And it's really scary because we kind of, I personally, I like to not think about it because then, you know, I may not die and that's ignorant, but it's a scary thing to think about, as I said. But I think that it also comes with a lot of really positive benefits because it forces us to think about what really matters. You know, if you were going to die tomorrow, what would you do today? Suddenly all the small things, medium things, and maybe even some of the big things that were taking up your life that you were so worried about today don't seem to matter anymore. So what does matter? I don't know. That's a question that you have to answer. So, and I think that some of the lessons that Hector learns, he realizes some of the things that really do matter. And I think that, you know, while it can be scary to think about death, it's also can be helpful and important. And, you know, when you're lying on your deathbed, you're not going to be thinking, oh no, I got it. 65% on my midterm and second year university. Talking a lot about midterms, but yeah, I, I, I don't think you will. So anyway, the seventh takeaway, I believe it's the seventh. Yes, it's the seventh is happiness is knowing how to celebrate. And so after Hector gets out of this near death experience, he's a big party and he drinks champagne and enjoys the company of his friends, which shows he knows how to celebrate and has has a great time. And again, I think that this is something that can make us all really happy and just being wrapped up in this environment where other people are happy and energized and, and really enjoying themselves. That feeling is definitely infectious and it can make us feel really good. So yeah. That's the end of the episode for today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you can't tell that I'm a little groggy. It's a little early in the morning because I'm going to, to study. But I really enjoyed this episode and I will do another one on happiness in two weeks. This podcast is produced in collaboration with CFRC.ca in Kingston, Ontario. CFRC is located on traditional Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee territory. Infrastructure support for the CFRC podcast project is provided by the Queen's University Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science. For more information or to get involved in podcasting, visit podcasts.cfrc.ca.